it's time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Let's go. <laughs> Shoot up in here amongst us, as the man would say. The man would say. Welcome in on this Wednesday. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm, Everybody take a big breath. Say it with me. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! <laughs> with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau all across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. How y'all are? On this Wednesday, get on in here. You can be a part of the show. I hope you will do that today. As I've said many times, those who have listened will testify. This show is a lot better when they are a part of it. And it ain't just me. <laughs> text the show, country please, and text line. It's 885-3776. Got it? Got it? And another way to remember it, 885-ESPN, 601 number. You can also call me on the Divini phone, Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. Number to call, 995-1059-601, 995-1059. Give me a shout. How did y'all download the, the uh, recipe from yesterday, the uh, cornbread recipe? Hope you did. It's out there. Glad y'all enjoyed that. The first comment I just got. On the Murray West live thread. And so this is if you're on the live stream. Hey to you. YouTube, Facebook. How y'all doing? Everybody out there on the X? Hope you're doing well. Uh, you can comment on the show via the Murray West live thread on the live stream. Go to murraywest.com. Contract embroidery company right here in Mississippi since 1996. They do the best job anywhere. Trust me, no matter how big the order is, check them out. Doesn't matter where you are. Online, murraywest.com. Sven. Speaking of, doesn't matter where you are. Sven says, Hail State, everyone. Here are two predictions. First, Will Rogers will end up at Washington. And second, he says, his replacement at State will be Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma. Levy had him at UCF and then at OU. So what do you think? Now, last I heard, what's his name from Oklahoma was going to Oregon. That's what they said. They said he was going to Oregon. That's the last thing I heard. And that sure would be nice. We do have we do have official reports out there today that state is in the closing process of hiring Coleman Hutzler as his defensive coordinator. You're like, who? Say what? Yeah, uh, it's a name you might not have heard. Young guy hasn't been a defensive coordinator yet. His name is Coleman Hutzler. The first to report it out there is Ross Dellinger. We're going to get into who he is. I'll give you some of his background. That's coming up. Um, Coleman Hutzler. He's been coaching at Alabama. Before that, he was at Ole Miss, and that's where he and Jeff Levy's path would have crossed. Now, it's not official from the university. It is media reports, but like I said, Ross Dellinger reporting that, that uh, they're in the final stages of hiring him. So we will we will indeed, and indeed see if that is the case. And I think on that note... Here it is, State Grad 98, uh, first text I get today on the Country Please and text line. Country Please and sausage on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. I'm having eye trouble today. i got to put these glasses on so I can see. State Grad 98 says, so Matt, what's your first impression of the new defensive coordinator? 
First impression. Well, I, you know, so first impression was I did not recognize the name and I'm not familiar with him. Coleman Hutzler from Alabama. I mean, that was really my first impression is like, you know, he has, apparently he's been coaching linebackers and was uh, also the special teams coordinator at Alabama. And, um, Prior to that, he was at Ole Miss. Let me tell you what his bio at Alabama says. First season in Alabama was this year. Okay. Head coach uh, Nick Saban hired him January. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was his second year at Alabama. Hired him January 2022. So he's had two seasons at Alabama. Uh, Special teams coach and outside linebackers. He got to Alabama after... He was at Ole Miss in 2021 as the special teams coordinator there. He spent time at Texas. Prior to Ole Miss, he was at Texas, co-defensive coordinator in 2020. Okay, prior to that, he was at South Carolina. Excuse me. Four seasons at South Carolina, 16, 17, 18, 19. As special teams coordinator, linebackers coach. Uh, so there you go. That's a little bit of the um, background. How about this? He's originally from Las Vegas, Nevada. He, as a player in college, he went to Middlebury College in Vermont, got a degree in psychology, and then got out there and started coaching. He was at University of San Diego right out of school. Spent some time in the Mountain West. Next thing you know, he's at South Carolina. Then he was at Texas and Ole Miss. Uh, also spent some time prior to all that at Florida. So that's what little bit I know about him. You know, again, you say, you know, first time. Yeah, I didn't know who he was. And everybody gets to start somewhere. Russell commented on the Murray West live thread. Said Nick Saban used to be a who. Who? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it is true. <laughs> Uh, so is our new defensive coordinator. Give him a chance. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to. Here is what um, Ross Dellinger tweeted. It's about an hour ago, actually. Mississippi State finalizing the hire of Alabama outside linebackers coach and special teams coordinator Coleman Hutzler as defensive coordinator. He was the first. Others have followed suit. The way he described it in a subsequent tweet, subsequent tweet was. Uh, Hutzler is a seasoned SEC defensive assistant. Stops at Florida, Ole Miss, South Carolina. Last two seasons at Alabama. He was nominated for the 2017 Broyles Award as South Carolina's special teams coordinator and linebackers coach under Will Muschamp back then. So there you go. That's it. So, uh, you know, again, if all that holds true, you're talking about a guy who's going get, to get his shot. Now, again, um, yeah, Roshana, see, here's a <laughs> here's the beautiful thing about the way that I sort of operate nowadays at this point in my life. You commented on Facebook here on the Murray West live thread and you said, "Matt, tell everyone to take a chill pill." Well, that would insinuate you saying that, Roshana, would insinuate that there's people out there that are either mad or kind of freaking out about. They need to chill out, right? They're freaking out about hiring this guy who hasn't been a defensive coordinator. 
And like I said, you know, on the surface to me, I didn't know who he was. I had not heard of him, you know, prior. And, you know, it's like one of those deals where if you don't really know that much and he hasn't been a defensive coordinator, I don't know that you can either be overly excited or or have a total lack of excitement either way, you know, because it's, it's a wait and see. It's a toss-up. Like, like every coaching hire ultimately is, it's a toss-up. Some seem like sure, more sure bets than others, but regardless, it is definitely a toss-up. But see, Roshana, I I don't follow a lot of people on social media anymore. Uh, don't spend just a ton of time like reading through comments and reactions and that sort of thing. And um, and also during a work day, like on a Wednesday, it's not like I'm around. 25 other people, co-workers, face-to-face, and we can all stand together and talk about it. I don't do that kind of work either. So the the beauty of like the way I operate these days is that I don't hear a lot of outside noise one way or the other on anything. I just kind of am able to hear it and look at it. I saw this. It's a report that they're going to hire him. I would say that, you know, when you say a toss-up, you're, you're indicating 50-50, like a 50-50 chance. You know, on the one side of the 50 – is that he has not been a defensive coordinator before. And, yes, I will admit that, he, you know, even for me personally, I, I kind of go, well, you, you, the SEC is a whole different animal. I believe very, very strongly in the whole thing of you need to have been around it and been through it, been through some seasons, a season, in the Southeastern Conference to really be able to understand and appreciate what it's like. The NFL people will tell you there's that in football, the levels are this. You've got the NFL, and then below it is college football. But somewhere in between those is the SEC. Well, like when Jeff Levy was hired as the head coach, you go, he's never been a head coach before. Yes, it's true, but he, he has coached in the SEC before and has prepared for a season where you've got, you know, when he was at Ole Miss, I mean, you're talking about, Stretches, and I'm I'm not specifically quoting their schedule, but it's something like this. You know, you're gonna have stretches in a season where you go, you know, LSU, and then A&M, and then Alabama, and then a non-conference, and then you come back and you play Auburn and Florida. You know, and and it's like you don't get to come up for air in the SEC, and that is different than other conferences. It doesn't mean that the other conferences don't have teams that can beat you. It's just that the week to week. Of, of working through a season in this league is different than others. And I just feel strongly you need to have experienced it sometime to, to really be able to understand it, <clears throat> especially if you're going to make a jump and go be a head coach for the first time. Well, I think the same is true as defensive coordinator. And the good news is, albeit as a defensive assistant and as a special teams coach, this guy has been on SEC teams and kind of knows what it's like week over week over week over week preparing for the gauntlet that is an SEC schedule regardless of which side of the league you've been on. So he was at South Carolina, Florida. He's at Ole Miss. He's at Alabama the last two years. Has some understanding of that. And so that to me is worth a lot in terms of giving a guy a chance to, to go coordinate for the first time. Is there a learning curve? I would think there is for everybody. But that may just be where State is right now as a program. Maybe that's where it is. But you also, too, like, I, I like the idea 
that there's some familiarity. They've worked together before. Again, you can make a direct comparison to lots of examples, but here's one. If you look to last year, for example, like Zach Arnett, who's a first-year head coach, first-time head coach, and he hired Kevin Barbet to coach the offensive side of the ball at State. And it was the first year that Barbet had been a Power 5 coordinator. It's a lot like what this is over here now with Levy and this guy. The difference is, though, like – Arnett and Levy, I'm sorry, Arnett and Barbet had never worked together before. Like as far as I know, maybe they crossed paths, but in, they'd never worked together before. But here's the deal where you have a relationship. These guys have worked together before. So I like that aspect of it. Um, yeah, somebody's asking here on the country, please, in Texas. I said, you said that he was a co-defensive coordinator at Texas. That's what it says right here, 2020, the COVID year. I can't remember what the Big 12 did in the COVID year. They played 10 games. Yeah, that's what it says, though. Um, he spent one season at Texas in 2020 as the co-defensive coordinator. So he's got that experience to young guy. Looks that way to me. Anybody that's got a full head of hair and a beard with no gray in it, to me, is a young guy. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get in some of your reaction on it. Um, Jimmy comments on the Murray West live thread. He's watching on YouTube. He says, there was about six years when Dan was here that we had a new defensive coordinator every year, and the world didn't end. Let's see who this guy gets as defensive assistance, and it'll work itself out. Uh, Roshana said on Facebook, seems like he hired who he is familiar with. It's a good idea until it's not. I, that's the thing. Again, Roshana, it's a toss-up. They are toss-ups. Hiring a head coach. It, it's, you know, the reality is you back away and you look at these hires, it's a little funny that people react so strongly one way or the other. It's like the entire world praising the Joe Moorhead hire when it happened. Um, well, they didn't know. I mean, they're basing it on something, but you still don't know. It's still a toss-up. Make the best decision you can make. You know? Um, you can find examples the other way. So I, it's a toss-up. They are. It's, let it play out. You're, you're right. They are all seem like good ideas until they're not. Steve comments on Facebook and says the head coach's tenure depends on their hires. A bad hire might end your career, and a good hire strengthens your position. Well, that's true. I agree. Gregory comments on YouTube and says, can't be a bad guy. He was on Nick Saban's staff. Yeah. And it is true that, you know, when you when people are interviewing and talking about hiring people off of Nick Saban's staff, they all talk to Saban. And, you know, Saban has a reputation of, of not selling those guys but going to bat for them. Uh, he has a reputation of doing that. And, you know, a lot of them have worked out. So we'll see. I think it's, um, it's certainly interesting. I know that much. And when you're on the front end, there's just no way to know. I hope it does work out. All right, over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment. 
Madison and in Jackson. Jimmy on line one. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, hey, Matt. How you doing? Great. Um, I gotta, I gotta ask you this and talk to you about this. Uh, Governor DeSantis is going to be in the Republican uh, debate tonight on Tuscaloosa campus at the University of Alabama. And yesterday he wanted uh, released to the public that he was going to set aside whether whether it took a veto on the upcoming budget or not, a million dollars for the state of Florida, I guess, or FSU to sue the college football playoff committee. <laughs> and <laughs> I, was, I was wondering what you thought about that. Yeah. And then the other quick question was Dylan Gabriel. Is he going to follow Levy to uh, Mississippi State? Or do you think you'll end up at Auburn with uh, Hugh Freeze or USC Oregon? Yeah. You know, uh, on the last one, Jimmy, I keep hearing Oregon being the place that he's most likely to go. Uh, you're talking about Dylan Gabriel, the Oklahoma quarterback, who transferred there from UCF, and he's been at two different places with Jeff Levy now. I mean, I would, as a state guy, I would love for him to come and play one year. He's got one year left. He's a heck of a player. I mean, he really is. But I keep hearing that Oregon is probably where he's going to wind up. Uh, we'll see. Now, to to the DeSantis thing, I would just describe it this way, Jimmy. Why is Ron DeSantis a political candidate making it public? He's going to set aside a million dollars in the budget, okay, for his state, the Florida, the state of Florida budget. He's going to set aside a million dollars, which is a teeny tiny bit, frankly, of the $114.4 billion budget that the state of Florida has. He's setting aside a million so that Florida State can sue the college football playoff committee. But here's the deal. The championship itself, the actual this college football playoff championship, is going to be decided a long time before the budget is even approved. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of screwy. I would describe it this way. Here's why he's doing it. Because every vote counts. That's why he's doing it. It's his state. A whole bunch of them are mad. It ain't got nothing to do with the other schools. Appease them. Hey, here's a million dollars. Go sue them if you want to. Every vote counts. That's what that move uh, right there is all about. Thanks for the call, Jimmy. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, DeSantis said this. My first grader, fifth grader, and my preschooler, they're all Knowles, and they are big-time fans, and they do the tomahawk chop, and they were not happy. We're going to set aside a million dollars and let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> Every, <laughs> so stupid. Every vote counts. You're going to need more than that to sue them, aren't you? How much more than that you're going to need to sue the college football playoff committee? A million dollars won't even touch it. Uh, now, now, Turd Ferguson, all-name team on the country-pleasing text line, says he believes that State's going to hire the Memphis defensive coordinator to be the co-coordinator with this guy. That could be it. That could be it. Nick texts the show, says, um, I'm glad to hear he has a degree in psychology because a lot of State fans might need to make an appointment. <laughs> Nick, you're on a roll lately with these funny texts. I got to give it to you. J Rock Texas show says, Matt, I hear a lot of people saying we should get 
who we should get as a transfer quarterback. I'm not sure everybody realizes we can't just pick and choose. We're kind of low on the totem pole. Happy Wednesday, Hale State. Uh, I I mean, I guess. I, I mean, it's my impression, J-Rock, that there, there's plenty of guys in the portal as far as players, right? And the other thing to me, J-Rock, is a good coach, unless he just has nobody anywhere near ready to play for him at all, already on the roster, then a good coach is going to adhere to the competition. I mean, like you may bring someone in, but be, be like, look, you know, I'm, I'm bringing you in because I believe you're the better quarterback, and you believe that too. But if you get in here and we're going to open it up and have a competition, if this other guy beats you out for the job, I'm playing him. I mean, if, if you're being honest out here talking to people, that's what you should say, right? Because that's the way you should run the team. And people go, well, you would never say that. Even if it's true, you would never say that during negotiations with a quarterback in the transfer portal. Yeah, why wouldn't you? You're trying to cover it up? Not be truthful? You're going to tell him that he's got the job hands down just to get him on campus and then break it to him that he's in a competition? You can't do that. And frankly, telling them the truth now might send a few guys elsewhere. If you're you got guys in the transfer portal, they got one year left. They need a guarantee that they're going to play. Well, as a young coach, I'm not guaranteeing anybody's going to play. You think Nick Saban guarantees anybody they're going to play? And I'm not saying I'm or anybody else is Nick Saban, but still, I'm making a point. If you're doing it right, you let them compete and practice, you play the best one. There's always a chance a guy may win the job. And if that possibility runs somebody off in a transfer portal, then good luck. On to the next one. Stick around. Do you crave your sports? It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Matt Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. All right, back with you. I'm Matt. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Go! With the home team, uh, they are your home team. Over to the phone line, the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. Chris from Macon on line one. What's up, Chris? How you doing, Matt? Great. Hey, um, I, I didn't hear the defensive coordinator's name, but, I mean, honestly, I don't really think it matters because, I mean, we're actually, we have an offensive head coach, and I mean, the guy's been over there under the Nick Saban defense, so I mean, he's got to be decent. Right. If he's not, then I mean, at least we have, I think the people need to realize is that David Turner being there probably means a lot, because the man's been around a lot of defensive football, and probably could be a defensive coordinator if he wanted to be somewhere. Yeah. So, that that's that's kind of how I take it. Now, I'm going to make you laugh, Matt. I was listening to one of the um, podcasts I listened to for the Cowboys last night, and they started talking about the playoff and everything else. And one of them had a pretty good take. He was like, if it was me and I was Florida State, I'd just say I'm not coming to the game, I'm protesting, and I'm just claiming a national championship. <laughs> We're... And and then one of the other ones was like, oh, no, you can't be Bush League like that other 
Um, yeah. UCF or whatever it was, and I'm thinking Bush League. What a minute! Wait a minute. And then he then he pops up and says something real smart. He said, "You need to be like Alabama and win them." And I'm like, "Oh, you don't even know your history, do you?" So, yeah, that, I thought that was pretty funny. I thought I'd get a chuckle out of you on that one. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, like here recently they have won a bunch of them. And that is right. what's funny about it is as far as past ones when, when look, a lot of national championship banners hanging up from the, you know, 40s and 50s and 60s are ambiguous at best. Okay, dubious by definition. Like is what yeah. you're saying, and nobody has claimed more of those ones than Alabama has. To their credit, I mean, they can claim whatever they want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true though. But I thought that'd be funny. The other question I have is: Let's take a shift. What do you think the Braves is going to do about starting pitching? I mean, this has absolutely turned out weird. You see, they got that guy from Seattle to play in the outfield. I'm pretty excited about. It. I mean, he ain't been hitting, but he's. They say he's an A one defender, yeah. and then, but then they get the guy, the left handed pitcher, in the thing with him, and they trade him. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like, what do you think's going to happen? I don't know. I I really don't know. I have not followed it that closely, Chris. Um, I hate to disappoint you, but I'm trying to be honest with you. I don't want to, you know, patronize you. I just hadn't followed it you know, the free agent stuff in Major League Baseball that closely, other than the occasional, like, headline story on the front page at ESPN of daily almost of something to do with Shohei Otani. Um, yeah, well, but, that's, but that's it. That's a pipe dream. Yeah. There's no way in the world the Braves are going to spend that much money for no. that guy. I mean, they've proven it. They're talking about a six hundred million dollar contract for him, and there's no way in the world. Like when I when I heard that, I was like, we're out. We're not getting that one. Yeah. Well, no way Alpha or Liberty Media is going to pay that for that for one player. They won't even pay that for five players. So. Who, who will? The Yankees? I haven't been. Yeah, lost you, Chris. Yeah, we lost Chris. I'm I'm putting words in it, in Chris's mouth, but I bet what he was about to say is the Yankees might be the only one that can't afford that. I know people talked about the Dodgers. Well, I don't think- Go ahead, go ahead, Chris. I don't, I don't, I don't think they can, man. Look yeah. at all they got up there. They've got, they've got. I mean, they've got the highest payroll in the in the MLB. Them yeah. and the Mets both, they're yeah. side by side, and I don't think they can. They've already got a bunch of players under contract for big money. So, right. yep. I have no. I don't either. Hey, Chris, appreciate the phone call. Always good to hear from you. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, real quick. Legba, and you're right, you did ask yesterday. I didn't get to it. Legba, on the uh, Murray West live thread, says, I guess no update on Star. I asked yesterday. and to get to hang around for the answer. He's talking about Star the dog. Here is the update on Star the parking lot dog that Annabeth brought home a little over a week ago from a local parking lot. Parking lot. She had, she had just had puppies, no puppies. Somebody probably kept the puppies and put her out. She is doing well. She had to get on a little bit of medicine, but she's well now. Um, about to be spayed. And she is loving life in the Wyatt's backyard. 
laying around in the sun. She's got toys. She's got this duck toy that it squeaks when you... She takes that thing all over the place. She'll chase a soccer ball. She'll chase a tennis ball, retrieve it. I'm talking about she loves me. When I go out there, she will not even really let me go anywhere. She wants to lay on my shoes upside down, forcing me to pet her stomach. (laughs) And she's healthy and doing really well. Very happy. So the fostering experience is going well. Now she's got to get healed up from some of this stuff that uh, is, is about to happen. And then she'll be able to to go to a to a permanent home. And and before that, I'll send some pictures out and stuff. Yeah. So thanks for asking on that. Okay. Uh, more of your comments on the Murray West live thread coming up from Anthony and Robert and others. Uh, right now, back over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone, Rooster on line two. What's up, Rooster? Yes, we stir up something. We'll ask Matt a question if we're allowed to do that. Oh yeah, go ahead. Number one rival for Mississippi State other than Ole Miss, who would it be? Oh, man. See, I know where you're trying to go with this because you've been pimping these T-shirts you're going to have printed up. But, (laughs) (laughs) Rooster, I don't – that's a tough question. It's a number one rival for State other than Ole Miss. I'm talking about football. Okay, so so you're going to specify football. Yeah. I don't know how to answer it. I really don't. I don't think they have another one. That's my I, – I honestly don't think that they have a, a team that I would say that, that I would get even 50% of state fans to agree with it. Simple way to do it. Attendance at the games, I guarantee you, it's Alabama. And ironically, Alabama and LSU are on Ole Miss schedules. Well, what is the, what is the, the definition – what is the definition – how do we define – a rival. How would you define tickets, rival? Tickets sold at the game. Tickets sold. Real simple. Yeah. You go by oh, ticket sales. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Mississippi State, obviously the Egg Bowl. And then number two, Ole Miss is LSU. And state number two is Alabama. Of course, in Alabama, it's not really fair because it's so close. It's 90 miles away. Yeah, But, but that's even more reason to put up on schedule. Okay, let me <laughs> ask you this. Does it have for it to be a rival? Do does it have to go both ways? Like both sides have to consider it such? Oh no, because no? listen, okay. nobody will ever admit that they have a rivalry with Ole Miss or Mississippi State with a redheaded stepchild. I'm just not buying it. I, I'm sorry, Rooster. I'm just I think that maybe you know, I'm not calling you old Rooster. I'm just saying you've been around long enough to maybe remember a time when it was different. I know you were around for the nineteen eighty game. You know, I was in college in the 90s. We beat them three straight years in 96, 97, 98 there. Um, but, look, that's it. The, but, you, but, but what I said, I mean, that's basically it. In the in the modern era, uh, that's it. Other than when Croom beat them a the couple of times. The point being that Ole Miss has a great schedule next year. They've got LSU and Alabama and Vanderbilt. <laughs> How did that happen? Uh, but before I forget, did you know that Gabriel is a Wyatt? Did you know that? Who, Dylan Gabriel? Yeah. No, I didn't the, know that. There's a Wyatt, the mother's Wyatt. 
So really, what that means. So his mother's maiden yeah. name. She was maiden, maiden name anyway. Oh my god! I hope to get him. Mississippi State. He's kind of short, but that would be great. Mm-hmm. Hope that they announce something soon. Well, he can. He can flat. He can flat out play. That's for sure. Yeah, he's not a very big guy. He's not even six feet tall. No, they're, then they're saying that's why he's not NFL material. But he's certainly got some yeah. credentials. Yeah, we no, could use does. him, obviously. But still nothing on quarterbacks, nothing on Will Rogers. Western Kentucky apparently is not it. I hadn't even heard that whisper. You know, everybody has mentioned Washington um, as being a landing spot kind of out of nowhere. We'll see. I don't know why it takes so long to figure it all out, to be honest with you. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, we're going to print those Play Bama T-shirts next year. (laughs) Let me know how many of those you sell. Rooster, I'd be interested to know. Oh, no, I'm going to give them away. They're not for sale. Oh. I'm going to give them away. Okay. Well, that's different then. All right. Sounds we'll good. We'll take donations, but they're not for sale. All right. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. God bless. God bless you. What do y'all think? It's, it's an, it is, I got to give it to him. It is an interesting question. He said, in football, what states, other than Ole Miss, what is state's next rival? Well, I don't think it's anybody. That's actually the best answer I could come up with. All right. Your text coming up. J-Rock, Rep Dog, State Grad, Matt, More Bully, Louvier. All y'all coming up next. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. So on that note, Rooster's question on his phone call was, beyond Ole Miss, who's State's next rival? Uh, I, said, I didn't think it was anybody. Gregory agreed with Rooster. He said, Bama, all caps. Uh, Jimmy on the Murray West live thread said, State has played LSU more than they've played Alabama. Robert says, Bama's never been our rival. Legba says, pre-1992, we played Florida every year since 1950. Then they put us in a basketball rivalry with Kentucky in football. Ridiculous. Yeah. Interesting. On Facebook, Steve said, Bama has to be a rival, but the team I pull against the most is Kentucky. I mean, why are they a rival, though? Why, why would anybody say that Alabama's a rival of state? I, that's curious to me. Like, I don't – I can't see it. I can't see it from any perspective. I mean, in, in football here recently, they've been – they're on another planet than just about everybody else, including state. <laughs> Anthony says – I'm convinced Rooster's an Ole Miss fan. <laughs> and Legba agreed 
and said, me too. You hear that, Rooster? You got people convinced you're, you're an Ole Miss fan that's posing as something else. <laughs> you got them convinced. All right, over to the... Um, over to the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. Rep Dog says, there are people who are saying that Coach Levy is not fulfilling his promise to hire an elite staff. Quite honestly, nobody has any idea whether the coaches Levy has hired are elite or not or whether they're going to combine to be an elite staff. It doesn't matter if you've played football or coached it or have watched it for a long time. There's no way of knowing ahead of time. All we can do is trust the dude whose job is on the line. Uh, really true, Rep Dog. I could not have said it better. I, you know, everybody judges this stuff based on some sort of, like, Internet credibility. I mean, that's there it is. Some guy who is, you know, a sitting coordinator somewhere that has a job, right, and you attract him away, then pull him away and hire him away, it has the appearance of you, you've got a little Internet cred. makes everybody feel good. There is no guarantee it's going to work out. Now, experience is a major factor, and you'd want it if you could get it. That's why any time, well, really any coach hire is a toss-up. Ask Texas A&M about Jimbo Fisher. I mean, they were convinced when they hired him. Look what he did at Florida State. He coached the Heisman winner, has a national championship in his pocket, and with our money and our support and our stadium and our state, with our talent base and our support, there will be nothing to stop him. And then NIL opened up. And on top of all that, as sure of a bet as Jimbo Fisher was at A&M, to raise the profile of that program. Then NIL opened up, and they did what? Two years in a row? Well, certainly for one year, they went out and hired, hired the best recruiting class that has ever been hired. Look it up. I'm not making it up. It's not semantics. And it still fell flat. And they fired his butt. There, It's a toss-up. Even going out and getting the most experienced guy, it's still a toss-up. It just is. There's no sure thing. Okay? And if you I, – I believe it. I buy into the experience deal. If you're a young head coach, let's just say, like, Levy's an offensive coach, and so he's going to have his hands on the offensive side for sure. Well, I mean, if you could get a guy who's been a 10-year veteran defensive coordinator established somewhere – with that kind of track record, and, you know, he's been a coach of a year a couple of times in the Southeastern Conference, then it's just almost automatic. But it feels that way. But if you feel like the way to go as a young guy, he gets his first shot, he's going to coach like his hair is absolutely on fire, and you feel like that's best, hey, go do it. It is a toss-up. I mean, it really is. There's just no way to guarantee. There's way, 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 way too many examples every year of the sure thing that doesn't work out and the one that people booed him at the airport works out. Right? Wasn't it Gene Chiswick? Boo! When he showed up at the airport. Two years later, national championship. 
You just don't know. There's no way to know. You put it in the guy's hands and roll with it. And get off. I mean, who are you? I really want to know. All right, okay. Rant, here it comes. I'll give it two and a half minutes, three minutes. And let's just say it like it is, though. What kind of person are you? When you don't play on the team, you don't coach on the team, you don't go to school there anymore, you got a job and a family, allegedly. Okay? Yeah, you buy tickets. Yeah, you argue with family and friends when you know about the games. Sure, but that's all you got invested. And before you've had even a practice, let alone one ball game, you're going to jump on social media or online or on some, you know, fan site and go to railing on the guy and what a bad decision. You're going to type all this up and hit send. Who are you? How dumb do you have to be to live that way? How lost do you have to be? How just, I mean, out of touch. I, I Look, I understand that a lot of people do it. <laughs> but just because a lot of people do it, doesn't make it sane. It's insane. Stop. Who are you? What's wrong with you? Look in the mirror. Get some help. Surely you got something to do. Go for a walk. Get off of social media and some fan site with your stupidity. You don't know anything more than anybody else does. You have no right to go out here typing these guys up and criticizing them. You just don't have the right to do it. And anybody with half a brain, you may think it makes you popular. You may think it makes your little screen name handle kind of cool. You get a little internet cred. Let me just break it to you. The reality is anybody with half a working brain thinks you're an idiot. Whether they tell you that or not. And the deal is, half the time nobody can tell you because you don't even use your real name, you coward. You're a coward. You're a lowlife. You're sitting on your beanbag chair eating Cheetos. Typing away on your computer. You're a coward. You don't even use your real name. And if you did use your real name and go by who you really are, the only thing that I would take away from all of this analysis is the coward part. At least you're not a coward. You're still an idiot. You don't know if it's going to work out or not. A&M fans thought Jimbo and all their money and NIL and the number one recruiting class in the history of the world was an automatic key to success. Wrong. Nebraska thought Scott Frost was a home run. You talk about win the press conference. Nobody around here has won the press conference better than when Joe Moorhead was hired as the head coach. Every major national media outlet praised it in every way they could praise it. Two years later, blow it up. It's awful. The only reason it wasn't historically awful is because you had three first-rounders on defense. Three. And all of this stuff happens 
It's a first-year head coach. He's methodically putting a staff together. And you don't have your feet on the ground enough to simply type. You are convinced you need to weigh in on social media under an assumed name. Or maybe not. You're convinced you need to type it up on some fan site. Well, But you don't have your feet on the ground enough to just simply type this. Hey, it may work out, it may not. No, you got to go hot take so as to either be majorly right or incredibly wrong. What's wrong with you? What kind of snakes do you have in your head? I am sick and tired. It's one of the reasons I don't even like, I don't even fool with it anymore. And sure, I'll be honest with you, I miss a lot of breaking news. <laughs> I simply couldn't take it anymore. I don't care if another fan base does it. I don't care if Ole Miss fans do it, Auburn fans, Bama fans, AM fans. I don't really care. But I'll be honest with you, it's a little embarrassing the way a portion of the Mississippi State fan base reacts to things. Run, tell them I said it. Just shut up. Just shut up. It's simple. Stick around. 